Hey, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm here with Jack. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's awesome. OCD. OCD, yeah, that's what I have, so. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. When were you first diagnosed? Uh, I was diagnosed around nine years old, I think, nine or 10, something like that. How old are you now? I'm 20, I'll be 23 in two days. What were some of the first symptoms as a kid? When you were like nine or ten yeah so it started off pretty um i guess you could say discreet mm -hmm. right like it'd just be like i'd wash my hands a lot or yeah. i would if i was picking something up i would maybe like um like use a kleenex or something or a towel or sometimes get inventive and put like socks on your hands as gloves and just like open doors that way hmm. uh, i would roll my sleeve down past my hand and then use that to open the door. Even at eight, nine years old? Yeah, it started like that. So, oh, wow. yeah, so at school, you know, you can imagine, like, I was having trouble sitting places, so I'd bring, like, wet wipes, and I'd wipe down my seat, or stand in the back of the class, and then wash my hands, like... Wow. I say discreet, because it gets a lot worse, but it yeah. was pretty bad right off the bat. Before that, though, it was kind of like even when you started walking, maybe it kind of started. Yeah, like I always had like neurotic symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, like I was never, I was always a warrior and always a checker. Hmm. And that's kind of part of obsessive compulsive disorder. People know about that, right? Where people maybe check the light switch. And mine manifested more in terms of contamination, is what they would call it. Mm -hmm. Like I was more concerned about the contamination of bodily fluids. They put you on medication? Yeah, like I tried. Um, all those antidepressants like the SSRIs and then a uh, combination maybe with antipsychotics, low doses. Mm -hmm. That's like the meds they would give to like a schizophrenic or something. Mm -hmm. But I was taking like a really marginal dose of that. Hmm. And that was basically it with medication. I mean, the therapy they recommended was exposure response therapy, which is essentially, it's a, I think it's a version. It's like a behavioral kind of thing? Yeah, so basically, like, if you're afraid of urine, which was one of my things, mm -hmm. right, like, they would, I guess, contaminate your hand and then not let you wash it. Right. And then the idea is, like, you'll freak out, but yeah. eventually that feeling will subside, hmm. and the, I guess that wheel will kind of slow down. They tried that. Well, I, I wasn't willing to do that. Okay. I was like, like when I heard that that was the remedy, I was like, I have this for life. <laughs> like, wow. I am not. How would they stop you? They would pin you to the ground or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like it was, it, it seems barbaric uh, because, Man. And, and, and to kind of elucidate on the topic, I guess, is um, part of the reason why it's so fearful is because it's actually, in my instance, not doing the compulsion was worse than like dying yeah like it the anxiety i would feel would be like panic yeah and so if i for example like obviously i've made a lot of progress like i'm able to shake your hand like none of this was possible <clears throat> up until i got treatment okay the treatment uh as well what w did the ssris they didn't really work they didn't help what did help um so I got the willingness one day to just stop doing my compulsions. Okay. It came almost like a, what you would describe like a miracle, essentially. Yeah, act of God. Yeah, like divine intervention. That's Whether you believe in that or not doesn't matter because that's essentially what I see it as is I got the willingness to go like enough's enough. And it was... Okay. Yeah. What were some... I don't know. You incorporate some techniques or some 
practices that yeah like you? i had like a mantra uh-huh. because the genesis of my ocd started with childhood sexual trauma mm. that's why the obsessions were based around bodily fluids so it was like urine and like pissing shit right yeah, if yeah. we're speaking candidly right <laughs> and like and to a normal person like oh well how often do you encounter piss and shit yeah. but to me it's more like it was everywhere because of the way I would think it became insane. So, okay. so yeah, so an example could be like, if someone goes to the washroom and then they go to the washroom and then they you know, do their belt up, wash their hands, leave the washroom. Well, if they touch the faucet, for example, I would think that their, their hand was contaminated. Mm-hmm. If they touch their belt at any point after they exited the washroom, I would know that they touched their belt before they washed their hands so now their hands are contaminated and if they touch like the couch the couch is contaminated and it got so bad to the point where if if i thought someone's hand was contaminated and i was outside and a gust of wind came i would think the wind was blowing it on me Mm. and i would do like all these like i would shake around i would cough it became (laughs) at a certain point there were periods of months where i couldn't leave the house i couldn't couldn't function couldn't go to school okay that was in high school that was i guess it's it got 13 so grade 8 probably eighth grade um and then high school it got really severe to the point where i actually had to quit school and transfer to a different one because i I thought the whole school was contaminated to the point where i couldn't enter it anymore oh man yeah wait a minute (laughs) sound check (laughs) (laughs) and the new school wasn't contaminated not initially, right? Until I started. Head. Not in my head, but then when you start noticing it. So I guess a good way to describe it is like there's different levels of OCD, obviously. Like not everybody has it where they can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. But they, <clears throat> they distinguish it based on um, how much time it takes up in your day. So like a mild person would maybe have like one hour of compulsions. A moderate person would have like two to three a severe would have like four to eight and then the extreme is eight and above and so for me it was it was all i did eight and above eight and above it was all i did like so i had no like when it came time to you know like finish high school go to college any of that like no like i i i was all i was doing was compulsions (laughs) compulsions like uh four hours in the shower as you mentioned in your book. Yeah, I kind of talk about that in the book, the crescendo up, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it'd be like eight hours in the shower because so I couldn't go to the washroom without showering after, right? I couldn't take a pee like a normal person. So I'd have to pee, then I'd have to, I mean, I'll just explain it. I had to like get everything out, right? Like, as you could imagine, you try to do that, like if you tried, right? Uh And then so it's like, so that process might take an hour. Yeah. And then by the time you shower, yeah, I had to wash a certain, like I had a certain method, like head first and wash my hands in between, you know, like torso, wash right. my hands in between. So it was like a process. In the shower. Yeah. And so the showering could take however long. And then I knew it was irrational. Uh, right. Like I know it was irrational because I could see other people. Not everyone's doing this. And in my mind, I was like, okay, like, I know I'm thinking incorrectly, 
but it feel it's such a visceral feeling that there's no yeah. way around it. And like a lot of the time what would happen is I'd get out of the shower finally, right? And then I'd think that like more came out of me, even mm -hmm. though it had been two hours since I took a piss, right? right. So yeah. then I'd have to go back in the shower and do it all over again. And so I would wake up like in 11th and 12th grade, I was waking up at, my school started at, I don't know, like nine. I'd be waking up at like six and I'd be lucky to make it to school by one. Wow. You know, like that was a good day near the end of it. And I was like, okay. Were you able to graduate? Yeah, sort of, yeah. I graduated and then I went back to upgrade. Oh, sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, what, uh, the medication didn't help that much, but you were still on it throughout your teen years? Yeah, I was on and off, yeah. on and off it, yeah. And there's other byproducts like depression and anxiety. Yeah, you get, yeah, because it is, Obviously. An, it's considered an anxiety disorder. Okay. So, yeah, there was like a latent anxiety, but that actually really only surfaced after I got the OCD dealt with. I was so preoccupied with OCD that nothing else even bothered me, right? Like I wasn't, oh, how did I, the social aspect of anxiety and all that, like mm. that didn't come until later on when right. I didn't have to worry about touching things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so then one day you just finally kind of gained control of your thoughts somehow uh, by some miracle. It was, yeah, I'll explain it. Um, so it was a pretty bad, it had been a pretty bad go. My addiction had taken over mm -hmm. as well because yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> so basically, like, everyone responds differently to drugs and stuff, but for me, it really lessened the amount of compulsions I had to do. So it was a huge, like, if I, like, if I get hammered, for example, I yeah. can piss. Sweet. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, and, right. like, so I'm like, okay, like... So then, but since I wanted to be like that all the time, it kind of was like, okay, well, I'll get hammered in the morning or I'll do Coke or take pills like it. So I was always doing that to try and moderate myself so I could function. Hmm. And then it got to a point where it was getting really grim with that. And then it kind of stopped actually being a remedy. Like it could, it only worked to a certain degree. And then the OCD was getting so bad. This was when I was around, I guess, 20 mm -hmm. or 21. 21 I think so a couple years ago now and it was kind of at the head and I was thinking I'm just gonna kill myself like what is the point right um, I can't stop nothing's helping the drugs aren't even working anymore and I went to work with my mom because she wanted to keep an eye on me because I was like so messed up you're living on your own no I was living I had lived on my own for a bit um, but then I moved back in with my parents when it was really really bad like that and so I went to work with my mom one morning and my next door neighbor when I was growing up is a therapist and she happens to go into my mom's work a lot. So she saw me in the washroom because it was like a private washroom in an office. Mm -hmm. So I had the door open because I was just washing my hands, right? Like yeah. up to my elbows and it was going on for like probably two hours, right? Wow. And this woman comes in and just grabs my arm which I hated because <laughs> I'm like, now nah, I got to wash up here. <laughs> like I got to go home and shower. Like, you know, yeah. I was pissed initially. Right. And yeah. then um, she explained, like, talk to me and I can help you. Huh. And for whatever reason, I had a feeling like maybe she was right. 
And so I went to her house later that day and I talked to her and that's when we went into the traumas from my childhood. And I, for the first time ever, I think really, I told her everything that happened, like everything yeah. in detail. Uh-huh. And I just felt like, and then she explained to me like her, I guess, analysis of it, not sure if this is true with other people with OCD or whatever, but I was punishing myself. All the guilt and shame that I felt from what had happened had manifested itself in me feeling unclean. And then I couldn't get rid of that feeling and I was trying to wash it away essentially. So huh. she, she explained to me like, um, you know, it's all a lie created by the mind of a child. You know, you, you can forgive. Okay. And she said that and I started saying that to myself all right and that's kind of what got the ball rolling i was like okay like i this is all and it's it's weird because it to anyone else it seems so irrational what i was doing yeah but to me it made sense like i thought like if everyone had if everyone was thinking like i'm thinking which is the right way to think in a way Mm -hmm. like everyone's covered in piss that's what i was thinking right like that's how i thought life was right so i freak out because i'm like having this i don't know awakening really Okay. So I go home, you know, I'm, I open the door. I hadn't touched the door, like knob, um, in 10 years, 12 years. And I open the door and my mom's there and she sees me opening the door and I'm like, I'm cured. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. This, this happened, right? Yeah. After Did, one session? Yes. Oh man. It was like, it's a miracle to me. Yeah. Right. Like it was night and day for me. And so I, my mom's crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's over there uh-huh. my mom's crying i'm i'm fucking crying wow right i hug her i hadn't hugged her in probably 12 years same thing because i couldn't touch anybody wow you know so it was uh so it was um a germaphobe thing too yeah a, yeah well it was all linked i i thought everything had piss and shit on it man okay like <laughs> the way People. my brain worked everybody everything yeah. okay right like you you touch the you touch the faucet, then you touch like the towel, the towel goes on the floor. Now the person walks on the floor. Now the whole floor is contaminated. So now you can't walk on the floor and you have to jump around to different spots and like lay towels down and hmm. putting on clothes would take like an hour. Like everything became insane. Yeah, man. Insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, how long ago was that? So that was in... Mom? Like two years ago. Yeah. So I guess in 2017. December 14th. December 14th, 2017. There we go. All right. And you kept going to sessions, kept repeating affirmations. Yeah. So I had that mantra Mm -hmm. and I put it in my phone. And whenever, like, obviously the obsessions didn't go away. Mm -hmm. All that changed that day was my willingness to fight the doing the compulsion. I still had all the obsessions like I would I couldn't habits yeah yeah I couldn't pee standing up because of splashing right so I would force myself to pee standing up and then I would and anytime I got a feeling I would just tell myself it's all a lie it's all a lie and just push through like and it it really felt horrible honestly like it was freeing but it was uncomfortable because I had been doing this for so long um for probably about a month 
Okay. And then after, I guess the action rewires your brain in a way. Right. So after about a month, I was like, I, w- I noticed myself just not really actually having the obsession as much. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, how's, how are you now today? Is you're a so, lot better? So now it's like I don't even have OCD. Really? Like I still get thoughts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I go to like a public washroom yeah. and like I force myself now to touch the faucet <laughs> because even though it's probably not good for you like germ wise, I'm like whatever, like I can deal with the common cold. Now you're like in the opposite. Right, right? Yeah. Just touching everything. <laughs> and so uh. I like, I force myself to do it because I, it's almost like a drug addict which is similar to I don't use drugs or drink anymore either but it's like if I I'm afraid that if I do one compulsion it might start all over again the same way if a guy who's been sober 20 years picks up that drink right do do you relapse so I have like small little things where I notice myself doing something weird because hmm. I had a lot of habits yeah. like different ways of like turning off the faucet and sometimes I will notice myself use the, go to use a towel and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So it's like it's like a near relapse, right? It's like hmm. so heavily ingrained. And then sometimes I do fight with a obsession. Yeah. Like I will, like it, it happens every once in a while. Um, and I just force my, I remind myself, I tell myself I don't have OCD anymore. And that seems to be like, okay, I can be normal. And you're in Toronto. You, you have a job now? Uh, I'm in school now. Cool. What, yeah. are you, what are you studying? I'm studying psychology there. Nice. Yeah. You want to be a therapist? I'm not really sure. I just, uh, like, I write books. Like, I've written, yeah. I've written another book. Oh. I guess I'll just when, show that. Has the I other can. book come out already? Uh, no, not yet. I'm still waiting to get it published. It's cool okay. if I show it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is my book, Obsessive Compulsive Dramatic. It's about, it says, my fight against OCD, borderline personality disorder, and addiction. Um, Amazon link in the description. Yeah, Amazon link. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah, but yeah, so I that's what I've been doing. I wrote another book. Cool. I'm gonna get that published and uh, just kind of school is the main priority though. Sweet. Because now I can be like it's kind of cool being regular. Well, right? <laughs> so high school, did you no activities, no uh, marching band or? Oh no, <laughs> dude, like. I couldn't, right? Wow. Like, uh, so that I was, was like almost like I smoked was, a lot of weed. It was pretty much robbed from you. But but that all of childhood was. Yeah. Like I used to before it got really bad. I was like you know super into playing. It's Canada where I'm from, so hockey. We always played hockey. Yeah. I had to quit doing that, which really sucked because I had a lot of fun growing up playing like sports and, you know, and like going outside. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like you'd have friends, you ride bikes or skateboard. Yeah couldn't really do that near what, the end was outside dirtier than inside that's a kind of um, a dumb question i don't even know no it's actually a, a decent question i would say inside was worse a lot okay. of the time yeah because i was around being alone was the best yeah because i didn't feel like other people were constantly contaminating me well i've heard yeah i've heard people get more sick in the winter time because they're indoors more and there's just more germs going around because people are always indoors and there's no fresh air and that makes sense yeah so and it's not necessarily because of the cold yeah 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 like the outside became a non-option at a certain point because of the wind and yeah (laughs) bird shit would just like bird shit dog shit like that would make me lose my mind but uh for the most part the outside would have been better like if i was outside alone 
would it be like okay like at a park or something cool but yeah two of my favorite movies have a have a ocd guys uh as good as it gets you seen that no i haven't you seen that yeah it's that's a good one i gotta check that out and uh aviator yeah howard hughes yeah yeah i like my friends my one buddy actually was like, you you ever hear about Howard Hughes? He's like, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Put, the, put the, come in with the milk. Come yeah. in with the milk. Did you ever have to like repeat things? No, but yeah. I had to ask for reassurance all the time. I'd probably, for example, like I'd be like, let's say something happened that was very convoluted. Like, oh, I, I shook Andrew's hand and I'm pretty sure I saw him touch his belt. And then I touched the doorknob and then I realized that my hand was contaminated. So I washed my hand and then I accidentally touched the doorknob again. And I'd go up to my mom, I'd call her or something if I didn't live with her and be like, I explain what just happened uh-huh. and say, is everything okay? And she would go, yeah. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would, <laughs> for some reason it was like, okay. and I think this is actually common huh. with OCD people. It's, we need the, we're always looking for the reassurance. Right. Um, and that in a way, it was what my mom should have been doing at the time, I guess, but it, you can't cure yourself that way, mm-hmm. right? Because then you just become dependent on other people. You talked about your uh, your hands would actually crack from washing them so much. Yeah, so I'd be washing my hands for hours. So yeah, the soap would dry them right out to the point where yeah, they'd be all cracked and bloody. Like people would think- Bloody? Bloody. Like, like they, would, they would get so dry. Do they have scars on them? No, no, no oh. but they would actually crack open. Wow. Like they would get so dry that there'd be like a fissure almost in it and blood would come out. And like that, it didn't stop me. I had to do it. Did you put on band-aids or whatever? I would sometimes put moisturizer and then put my hand in, like fill up a glove with moisturizer and do that when I was sleeping. Wow. To try and replenish it. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, everything became very... Yeah, aviator. When he's yeah. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. From that one thing on his shirt. But you never had anything where you had to like repeat things like No, like at the beginning, yeah, I would like yeah, just, knock a certain amount of times and stuff, but yeah. that dwindled when the other stuff got so extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when things are crooked and uneven or whatever, and it's like yeah. a, it's such a buzzfeed thing. Oh my gosh, my OCD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that piss you off? Uh, stuff like that would it, it pissed my family off a lot because yeah. they'd be like they don't know what OCD is right mm. for me I sort of was like well I, I, it pissed me off to a degree but I was always like you know like people don't know people are most people ignorant and most people don't have that OCD to that level hmm. like most people you meet with OCD probably yeah. are just like oh you know like this type of guy like right. moving the stuff it's oh not- it's got to be in the center of the coaster like I never had that sort of alignment or yeah. symmetry OCD. I think it was like a, it. it was all about piss and shit. All of it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. There's a humor to it. Yeah. Looking back. Hmm. Yeah. Is there anything positive about it? Did it make you better at math or anything? Um, <laughs> positive. I would say, yeah, there okay. is. It made me, like, it, it definitely made me grateful. Mm. Um, like now, like I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Even though I miss so much, you know, like the way I felt that one day when I realized it was conquerable and the way I live now, so worth it. Yeah. So, and it makes me grateful. Like sometimes I do have like a bad day, 
not OCD related, but like a regular, everyone has bad days. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I showered for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. uh, it kind of pulls you back. You, it's, uh, it's a good like reminder of like, you know what? Things were actually so much worse before. Hmm. So yeah, it's kind of- It's like a perspective thing. Yeah, it's kind of made you stronger psychologically. For sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot more empathetic too. Be sure to check out Jack's book, link in the description. Uh, obsessive, compulsive, dramatic. Yep. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. I will see you next week.